0: Last Thursday, and even through the weekend, we were bombarded with this idea that we needed some sort of memorial to democracy, some sort of effort, I suppose, to remind us of the day, January 6th, when democracy was almost overthrown by people who, well, like most insurrectionists, they, they forgot to bring anything to actually overthrow the government with. Be that as it may this ongoing idea that we have to somehow or another memorialize democracy because democracy is under attack democracy is being threatened is somehow or another some radically new thought to us all of a sudden here in 2022 truth of the matter is democracy such as it is and, and again remember that the definition of democracy has changed In when the nation was founded, democracy meant one thing. And now, if you go look at the dictionary, it means something different. Now, democracy is defined as a representative republic. I'm not making that up. You can go look in the dictionary yourself. You'll be amazed by that, but be that as it may. Throughout its history, democracy has always been under attack, always been challenged, always been threatened. This is the nature of democracy. It's a dangerous place to be. Liberty is dangerous. Living in liberty is dangerous. Living in freedom is dangerous. Living under a totalitarian state is the norm. And totalitarians throughout history don't like it when people start uh, trying to be free, trying to express their liberties. Throughout its history, the bedrock of freedom, the bedrock of democracy, the bedrock of liberty, has always been freedom of speech. Always, without freedom of speech, there's no such thing as public liberty. Silence do good, wrote that in one of his or her letters. Of course, that's Benjamin Franklin. If you watch the movies National Treasure, you know that. And indeed, there are some oddly capitalized letters. The full quote is this, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom. And no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. The two have to go hand in hand. We have to be able to think. We have to be able to freely think. And we have to be able to express those thoughts. We have to be able to speak them. And if we can't, there's no such thing as liberty. In 1605, Francis Bacon gave us one of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite ideas. Liberty of speech invites and provokes liberty to be used again, and so brings much to a man's knowledge. And he wrote it in 1605 English. I kind of updated it there, which is fine. But the idea here is that the more we're able to talk, the more we're able to challenge thoughts, the more we're able to discuss things, the more we're able to learn. And I keep going back to 1984, the book, and indeed a little bit the film, and this idea that if we make thinking a crime, you won't be able to think anymore. And more importantly, if we change the language, So much so that you can't even think wrongly, become a thought criminal, you won't be able to be a thought criminal, you see? (laughs) And at what point then is there freedom of thought? And there can't be any wisdom then, which means that there's no public liberty because there's no public free speech. And we're not adding anything to our knowledge. Which is why in the middle of all this January 6th insurrection memorial nonsense last week. The, great, the governor of the great state of Washington, man, I refer to as zero, Jay Ensley, uh, took to the microphone because I guess he felt like he had, had to say something. I don't know. Jay Ensley has always been one of the roundest critics of conservatives and Donald Trump in particular. Um, he assured us during the presidential election of 2016 or 2020 that he was going to, quote, kick Trump's ass, unquote, which was uh, very Jimmy Carter-esque. But the funny thing about that was, is that literally the only candidate on the Democrat side to get fewer votes in the primaries for president than Kamala Harris was Jay Inslee. In fact, he got so few votes that statistically it was zero. He he polled zero percent, which is why I refer to him as zero. Not normally like to name, nickname people, but in, in in his particular case, I make an exception. Zero got out on over the the weekend and reminded us that he is a defender of the idea that January sixth was an insurrection, was an assault on democracy, and we need to memorialize this. and We need to remember these things. But he went a little bit he went a little bit further, although it's in keeping with what others have said. He referred to it as a, quote, continuing coup and, quote, an ongoing effort right here in Washington state, unquote, to overthrow the election and to assault democracy. Inslee called then on Washington state lawmakers. Now, imagine this. This is the governor at a rally to protest the rally on January 6th, and by the way, we did have one here in Washington State as well, to pass legislation to make it a, quote, gross misdemeanor for anyone to spread lies, well, for some people to spread lies about the election results. Specifically, he wanted this law to apply to elected officials or candidates for office. And he claimed that it, his exact quote was, it should not be legal in the state of Washington for elected officials or candidates for office to willfully lie about these election results. And of course, you've got to ask yourself the question, well, why shouldn't it be legal? I mean, why should it be illegal for them to, to lie about these things? Um, there's an idea here about freedom of speech, and the courts have ruled repeatedly that lies, so long as there's not any kind of financial malfeasance involved, are free speech. Again, I can sit here and tell you that I won the Medal of Honor for my acts in defeating the Communists during the Cold War. I can tell you that. It's not true. I didn't win any medals. Well, it's not true. I have two medals. I have a good conduct medal with a star, and I have a national defense medal, the Gee Dunk Medal, as it's known. I also have two other ribbons. I have a battle E and a meritorious unit commendation. That's all I have. Well, I have three letters of commendation, but those are you can't wear those on, your, on your, your chest. The point is, I can sit here and tell you that I want a bronze star because I personally defeated a communist submarine in the depths of the Pacific Ocean. I can make up all that story I want. And it's protected speech as long as I don't try to get money from you for that. I can do that. It's stolen valor. It's lies. It's nonsensical, but I can do that. In the realm of political candidates, in the realm of political uh, office holders, the idea that somehow or another a political candidate or or, or an office holder can't lie—it's illegal for them to lie—kind of flies in the face of history. I mean, there are some things that you automatically expect a politician to lie about. If if a politician is getting ready to, um, well, in the words of Sir Humphrey Appleby, devalue the pound, of course he would lie about it. How do you know when a politician is lying? Goes the old joke, their lips move. The problem with what Inslee came up with is that Washington State actually used to have a law very similar to what he wants. It it went a little bit further, and it wasn't just about election results; it was about anything with regards to the campaign, and in one of the most bizarre occurrences in the history of the state of Washington, the case made its way to the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court, not the U.S. Supreme Court, and in a sharply divided 5-4 decision, uh, the Washington State Court in 2009 overturned that law on the basis of, quote, the notion that the government, rather than the people, may be the final arbiter of truth is fundamentally at odds with the First Amendment. Unquote. It went on, on to express the idea that the law did not ex- accomplish, did not accomplish the state's interest in promoting honesty and integrity in the in the election process. State has an interest in doing so, but by telling politicians, I guess that they can't lie somehow or another. That uh, it didn't accomplish that. Now the problem was that one of the candidates in a state house election had sent out a mailer comparing her voting record to the to the other candidate's voting record and anyway apparently she may have fabricated some of the information on there but she ended up losing the election 79% to what is that 21% uh, she got she got be slapped in the election. And after the election, the guy that won the election with 79% of the vote filed a complaint claiming that she had lied during the election process and he wanted her punished. And by God, they did. They, they slapped her with a $1,000 fine and said, you, you lied. And the Supreme Court, with the help of uh, various free speech advocates, overturned the law, like I said, because again, the law required the government rather than the people, to be the final arbiter of the truth. And that's not what the First Amendment said. After Inslee made his announcement that he wanted a law stating that it should not be legal in the state of Washington for elected officials or candidates for office to willfully lie about these election results, election results, sorry, not erection results, that would be something completely different, wouldn't it? After he was making that announcement, he kind of got some pushback, he got some... Some raised eyebrows, as it were, from around the state. And he ended up having to walk that whole thing back just a little bit. He added to it when he was challenged about why, how is this law going to be constitutional, given that we've already had yeah, this one turned over? So he added that the the lie, whatever the lie is, has to be, quote, knowledge that there's potential to create violence. So if the lie, as determined, has the knowledge that there's potential to create violence, he believes that it would be constitutional. Now, of course, now you're stuck with some technical details here, aren't you? That word potential to create violence is is just simply one of them. What does the word potential mean? If you look it up, the noun potential, latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. So if I'm elected to an office or a candidate for office and I tell, I say something that is later somehow or another determined to be a lie that might have latent qualities or abilities to be developed later, which could lead to violence somehow or another. And again, there's no definition of what that violence is then it should be a crime here in the state of Washington. It should be a gross misdemeanor. Boy, that opens up a lot of freaking doors, doesn't it? I mean, in in today's world, virtually anything said, uh, depending on who the fact-checkers are, he said with raised eyebrows, anything and everything said has the potential to create violence. Not only that, but how do we even know that it's a lie? Who decides what the lie is? Who's going to do that? Because he's already been told, the state of Washington has already decided, that the government cannot be deciding what the lies are. It's the ultimate arbiter cannot be the state. So who's going to decide what the lie is? Facebook fact-checkers? Twitter? Ted? Me? Who gets to decide what the lie is? And what exactly is the potential for violence? Of what is exactly this latent quality or ability, and how much of it does there have to be? What if what if my statement as an elected official or a candidate for office has the latent quality or ability to piss off one person so much that he takes a swing at somebody else? Does it meet the definition? Who decides what the lie is? Who decides what the potential is? Inslee has not addressed any of this, and in fact, The law hasn't even been written. He just wants a law to stay this. Now, the the Washington State Legislature has a lot on its plate already, uh, so who knows if they're going to actually get to this. But in considering what Inslee has said, it occurs to me that the actual memorial to democracy is people like Jay Inslee, who don't know what democracy actually is, even using the modern definition of it. The idea that you would use the power of government to suppress freedom of speech, freedom that you've already been told is free speech by your own court because you don't like it because it bothers you as a government official, is the ultimate attack on democracy. It's the ultimate attack on free speech. It's the ultimate counter-argument to the idea that the rights of the people shall be secure since 1644. When John Milton argued in his great tome, Europe, which I I butcher every time I say it, it was his counter-argument to the idea that the Puritans under Cromwell wanted to suppress freedom of speech And he wrote these words, "...give me the liberty to know, to utter, and to argue freely, according to conscience, above all liberties." Jay Inslee and his ilk know that. They're not stupid. They know that. They also know that their own attacks on democracy are far more significant and far more dangerous than anything that ever happened on January 6th. Because they know that the best reply to bad speech is more good speech. And that's why they have to make anything that somebody who disagrees with them says a lie. That way, they can legally suppress your free speech. And once they've done that, well, then democracy really is dead.